You're listening to the It's Her Time podcast with Cody and Jess. On today's episode, we are going to talk about ways that we can stop stress in its tracks and lower our cortisol levels. We know stress is everywhere. It's just a chronic thing that so many of us deal with. You know, many of the episodes we did in the month of May, we talked about the effects that it can have on our mental wellness, um, but also how it affects our hormones. So I wanted to give you some tips today on how we can just take five minutes, do five minute little implemented um, strategies to help reduce our cortisol levels and to reduce the effects of stress. But before we do that, let's talk about some things that uh, are kind of feel good stuff. Some of you guys have left some really great um, reviews. So for our Mixers Girls Say, we're going to read some of your amazing reviews. Thank you so much, girls. So if you hear your review being read today, please write in. You can um, see the link in our show notes. Go ahead and um, contact McCall and let her know that we read your review and we're going to send you a little thank you note. And maybe a little thank you gift. Always. Always. We love gifts. Mm-hmm. We do love gifts. Okay. And it's fun to have Jess here, right? We Hi. love having Jess here. Hey, also, I apply Cody's cortisol tips all the time. Cody knows that I can get um, high stress sometimes. So <laughs> I implement Cody's <laughs> tips always. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. And okay, let's let's read the first one. All right. Fun and informative. This is by Carly Slade. She says, I look forward to this podcast each week. It's super fun to listen to, and I always learn something. Yes. Thank you, Carly, because that's our mission. That's our hope. We want to make it fun, but we also hope you learn something. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. We feel like education is key and thriving in life and just kind of knowing your next best steps for your health journey. So yes, I love that too. Okay. This one is from Mr or Mrs. Hannah Anderson. There we go. There we go. Sorry. I was, it's all, you know, jumbled together. Okay. She says, wow, this was the first full episode I've listened to. I'm choosing to immediately eliminate caffeine for the next 30 days and see how I feel. I'm so impressed with the knowledge shared. Thank you, Cody. Mm. Thanks, Hannah. And Cute, Hannah. Yeah, that, she's referring to a podcast episode that we um, released back in May, and it actually will apply very much to what we're talking about today as far as trying to, if you have high cortisol and you're dealing with a lot of stress, mm-hmm. caffeine is not going to be, be your very best friend. Mm-hmm. So you might want to go back and listen to that episode um, where I talk all about how caffeine affects women. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's something very interesting for women to hear is that we recognize firsthand that you have so much going on and don't feel guilt if you are a woman right now listening that's like, gosh, I drink a lot of caffeine. Knowledge is power. Go and listen to a quick episode. There's ways for you to, you know, ease back on the caffeine mm-hmm. and still find great amount of ener- amounts of energy to get through your long, tough days. We know you guys are all doing a lot of hard things every day. But um, yeah, we yeah. get why you yeah. want to turn to that caffeine. Yes. We get it, girl. I've but- been the girl that's been addicted to caffeine <laughs> oh, before, know, and it can be so tough. But um, yeah, there's when it comes hope. to our hormone health, yeah, yep. we want to just be knowledgeable, and then we're the boss of us, right? Absolutely. We get to decide, and then your what's body best. responds so well. Uh, yeah, when we can avoid it and and do more mm-hmm. nourishing stuff. Okay, one more. I like this girl's uh, name. Her name is Lolita Lady Lola. <laughs> she sounds like she's a party. Hi, Lolita. <laughs> it's a little longer um, review. So thank you. I'm excited to see what this says. She says, I so appreciate these women always taking the time to give us a fun place to come and learn about hormones. They really take the time to explain how your monthly hormones can change and how their product can help, which it does. 
They're so sweet. It's like a female fun episode of Reading Rainbow. <laughs> I, love, I <laughs> love it. Reading Rainbow. A fun episode of Reading Rainbow for girls and our hormones every time. That was a cute line. Um, they're all about females supporting other females and give us a safe, positive place to do it. Celebrating all things that come naturally to females with real education and easy solutions on how to deal with them. Plus, their products address our hormonal issues in a really easy to use way. Yeah. Mic drop. Boom. Go Lolita. Lolita lady. Lola. I love these. Re- I love these reviews. So thanks awesome. for sharing, Cody. And we love all of you listeners. Thanks for being here. Now let's get into the episode. More education. Yes. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com. M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Hey, girls. I'm very excited to talk about the things we're going to talk about today because I feel like every single woman that walks on this earth can relate to the things that we're going to talk about and needs the information that I'm going to share with you guys. So I just think it's so important for us to learn and then implement some of the things that I'm going to share today, which are about how to reduce our stress, right? Now, I know everybody in your life is telling you it's your doctor, maybe it's your favorite podcaster, your best friend, whoever it is. They're all telling you the same thing that you've got to stop stressing because it's not good for you. And although this is super great advice, because we know, everybody knows, I don't think this is news to you, stress actually kills. It's the number one killer. Um, but it's, let's be real, it's a lot easier said than done, right? So it's important for us to understand that, yes, stress is everywhere, whether it's the Sunday night sense of anxiety about your overwhelming, ever-growing to-do list for the upcoming week. Is that just me? I feel like every Sunday I'm like totally relaxed, but then all of a sudden I have this little moment of panic because I start thinking about all the things that are coming up for that week. And I just start trying to figure out how I'm going to fit it all in and all of that, right? Or a lot of times it's just that Monday morning hustle Um, especially if you've got kids and you're trying to get them out the door, you know, during the school year, you're trying to get them to school on time. But in the summer, a lot of times that's the time where we used to be able to just chill. But so many kids now are just like booked to, you know, all day for all of these really fun, awesome activities and things. But sometimes it can be really, really stressful. Um, you know, or, you know, it could be even a biological event like PMS or menopause that could be wreaking havoc on your hormones. And then obviously then that, you know, the consequence of that is that that affects our sleep and our moods. So really, let's just establish, yes, the fact is stress is simply a part of life that cannot be avoided. So that's not what this episode is about, all right? I'm not going to tell you to stop stressing because that is like trying to tell yourself to like stop having a heartbeat or stop thinking, you know, it's just not going to be possible. So I get it. Life is hard. Managing a household and career is hard. Financial struggles are really hard. Navigating um, loss and grief, that's really hard. Um, And you know, when you think about it, it really is actually a 
miracle that we've all made it to the present day in one piece. But you, I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, but it is very true. We have all survived 100% of our worst days. So while nobody is going to get through this life unscathed, that's just not happening. Um, We all do have the ability to be educated and to feel empowered and then to um, find the tools that we need to be able to better handle the inevitable stressors that life is going to throw our way. So on today's episode, I'm going to share how to reduce our stress hormone levels And I have my top five minute stress stopping hacks because you know what? I wanted to keep it like quick, easy things that you can actually implement maybe at least once a day or a couple times a day um, because it is so important to recognize the dangers of stress. So we're going to also talk about why managing it in a healthy way is super critical to our health and to our well-being. So let's first talk about the physical and mental tolls of stress. All right, stress is not really actually inherently bad. It's something I know that gets a bad rap, but stress is actually, um, it helped to, you know, it served a very vital purpose for our ancestors. It guided them away from like potentially fatal threats like animal attacks, for instance, right? Or famine or whatever it is, you know, they, they dealt with like real life emergencies and that was, you know, having that stress response saved their life, got them away from that danger. But today, our stressors don't just involve getting eaten by a tiger, but they're more like things that just kind of happen all the time that honestly, I don't think we ever recognize as real stress, but it's things like, um, I don't know, missing an important deadline at work, right? Um, You know, or it's, you know, something you miss out or you don't get accomplished because, you know, something gets thrown at you that you didn't really anticipate. Maybe like the school called and your daughter's sick and you got to go pick her up, but that was, that's going to interfere with your time that you needed to be able to prep for, you know, some important presentation you're going to give. I don't know. You, there's so many different things, but the fact is, and what my point is, is that these two different scenarios are totally different in threat levels, like the tiger attack or the missed deadline. Um, but our body reacts to them just the same. It really, our bodies really don't know the difference. We're primitive. We really are. So it's the same, it's the same stress system. It's the same stress response. And it's not thinking like, oh, but this is a tiger. Oh, but that's just, you know, I don't know, whatever is stressful in your life, right? It doesn't know that like you're you're not going to be being eaten, right? By by a big animal. It just, it doesn't know. Okay. All right. So let's talk about how the unfortunate reality is that stress can then also really take its toll. Um, I know we feel it and sometimes we see it on ourselves, but I think it happens so often and regularly that a lot of times we don't really associate it with stress. We don't know that it's actually stress that's causing um, these different symptoms or these different signs that maybe we're not totally aware of. Um, but a lot of times when you get sick, it is because your body is usually overtaxed with stress. Usually, if you aren't stressed, if you were just living a stress-free life, you'd be exposed. I mean, we're exposed to viruses, we're exposed to bacteria, we're exposed to all kinds of things that could be making us sick all the time, but it's when we're going through high levels of stress that it actually um, gets us and and puts us in bed, right? It also um, can wear us down and make us feel sick, even if it's just like a little feeling of sick. Maybe it's not actually like a fever or anything like that, 
but you can actually get that sick feeling in your stomach or a headache or things like that. Um, And it actually has a huge um, toll it takes on us mentally. So first things first, in order to manage stress well, we need to first um, learn how to identify symptoms of stress. Okay, so some of these things you're going to go, oh, I didn't know. Some of them will be obvious, but some of them might be things like, oh, I didn't realize that was a sign of stress. Okay. So these are just obviously a few that came to my you know, mind as I was thinking about what are some um, symptoms that are common. Okay. So physical symptoms of stress might look like a racing heartbeat, especially if you're feeling that um, late at night, like right before you're going to bed, if your heart rate and you've just been sitting there, you've just been watching your favorite show or whatever, but your heart rate is higher than um, you realize. I think sometimes... I have had that happen to me and I wear an Apple watch, right? And I didn't even realize that my heart rate was as high as it was. I just happened to look down at my my watch and I saw where my heart rate was. And I was like, what? That is like where it is if I'm out walking, you know, or moving my body. And I had literally been just sitting there on the couch. And so, you know, I had to look at my life and be like, okay, girl, <laughs> there's a lot of stress. You're obviously, you know, you're reacting to it physically. So, okay. The other thing is, is insomnia. So if you're a girl that has a really hard time um, either falling asleep or staying asleep throughout the night, that could be a sign that you are dealing with excess stress. The other thing, obviously, as I mentioned kind of before, was headaches or even just body aches. Like if you're feeling um, muscle tension, right? That's a sign of you holding and carrying that stress in your body. In places, like obviously we feel it a lot, like in our shoulders and our neck and things like that. But have you ever rubbed like the, where your jaw, you know, connects right there? Just if you put your fingers right there and you started kind of rubbing, it might feel a little tender. That's a common place where we do store quite a lot of stress, but it can really be anywhere in our body. Um, The other thing is if you are noticing that you're having digestive issues, so that could be either constipation or that could be diarrhea or, you know, just the stomach pains and things like that. Another thing is, is chest pain, which can be really scary, right? When you're feeling chest pain, but that is something that is very connected to stress. And so you want to pay attention to that. If you're feeling chest pain, really pay attention to where you're feeling it, how intense you're feeling it, and if you're feeling any other symptoms. But that is a moment where you need to start really um, implementing some of the things I'm going to share with you today. The other thing is too, are you are you the type of girl that is just like getting sick all the time? Um, you're catching everything. You know, I kind of mentioned it a little bit before. Like you, if somebody has a cold, you for sure get it. If you, you know, I don't know, somebody has got the stomach flu, you've got it. If you eat something, you get sick, you know, easily, whatever it is, that's a sign of a weakened immune system. And stress has a huge role in that. So that's something very important. I was just talking to a good friend of mine and she has been seriously sick two weeks of every month. And she's like, I don't know what is going on. And I'm like, well, first of all, the fact that you're, you know, getting sick, that's causing stress also. So it's kind of a vicious cycle. But we just started talking about like, okay, start implementing more rest, start implementing some of the things we're going to talk about today, but, um, and hopefully she can get on top of it, but it's, it's hard. It's something that's hard and it takes some effort, um, to get on top of that. So let's also talk though, there's emotional and mental symptoms of stress that also, um, might be things that you're like, oh yeah, I knew that. I would I would say that, but then maybe there's some other things you're like, oh, I had no idea. <laughs> so first of all, anxiety. Obviously, anxiety is a big one. I feel like that's something that many of us experience um, at one point or another. Sometimes it's just that unexplained, like that heart rate's high. You're having shallow breathing. You are, you know, just 
um, fearing the future, you know, for whatever reason. And maybe that's not usual for you. Maybe that's a new thing that for you to experience. It's probably because you are experiencing higher levels of stress. So your body is feeling threatened. Your mind is feeling threatened. The other thing though to recognize is irritability. If things just make you snap, you know, when we're in the moment, it's hard to catch it because sometimes we're like, yeah, that was just deserved. Like, you know, I, that person just pissed me off. So yeah, I I should be mad or whatever. But if that's not how you normally are, and it's not something you would normally um, lose it over, then that is something too you need to look at be like, okay, what is stressing me out in my life? What is it that um, is making me be so on edge? The other thing is that I have had this before and I've seen other people have this before and it's a scary thing to experience, um, a panic attack. I remember as a young mom, I had never had this before, but I was driving in the car. It was a super snowy day and it was a like whiteout. I could not see the lines on the roads and I have these two kids in the back. I'm sure my mind was, you know, my mom mind was like, you know, I've got to keep everybody safe. And all of a sudden my vision went into tunnel vision and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm like, I can't see, I can't see. And I totally, I didn't realize at the time that that was what a panic attack was, but it was intense. And luckily something that came to my mind just intuitively was start singing and that, that was able to get me out of it because honestly, I was blacking out and that would have been so, so much more scary and a really um, horrible situation. I could have hurt my family, could have hurt somebody else if that had happened. So singing helps snap me out of it. And maybe you could try that too if you've ever experienced panic attacks. The other thing is, another sign is inability to focus or to concentrate. So again, you just might notice it. So it might be a little bit, um, you know, not super obvious, And you might just have to think about it like, oh yeah, wait, I'm like jumping all over the place. I can't just get a task done. You know, I'm all over the place. That's a sign of too much stress because again, when your body's in fight or flight and in, you know, stress mode, it's not, it's not the time that it's like, oh, we got to get this project done. (laughs) We got to finish, you know, this really important task. No, it's like, we got to get you out of here. There's something dangerous around us. The other thing, another sign is just sadness, that overwhelming sense of sadness. A lot of times that, again, can be um, triggered by stress. So long-term, you know, stress can have profound effects on our physical and our mental health, um, but it can also cause um, our prefrontal cortex, which is part of our brain, right? It can actually cause it to shrink, okay? And this is the part of the brain that is responsible for memory and for learning and for staying in a prolonged, like activated stress response state. Um, Sorry, it can lead to like really serious stuff that we do not want it to lead to. Things like cancer, very, very much connected to cancer. Um, but also things like prediabetes and even diabetes, um, some different mental health disorders. The other thing is, is number one killer of women, cardiovascular disease, heart disease, high blood pressure, heart attack, um, stroke, all of those things are connected to stress. Another way though, that you can totally tell if you are dealing with excess stress, um, and that maybe your stress hormone cortisol is too high is that all of a sudden you've just you've gained a lot of weight and especially if you've noticed that the weight is being stored around your vital organs that is a telltale sign that your cortisol is high the reason that your body does this is because 
your body's job is to help you survive. That's like, that's what your body's always working towards. And if it's noticing that there's something going on that's putting us into a stressful situation, it's thinking long-term. So it wants to preserve and protect our vital organs. So it stores fat to help, you know, to help protect and to help like give us um, energy stores to live on later, no matter, you know, because it's not, it's not understanding that like, oh, this is just like, I'm in traffic. It's thinking, oh, there could be a famine. I need to survive. So, so definitely, you know, pay attention to how your body is. Um, if you are gaining weight and there's nothing really that should, you know, causing you to like, you're not overeating, you're not being a lazy bum, right? You're, you're doing all the things maybe you've always been able to do, but all of a sudden you have unexplained weight gain. And especially if you are storing that weight around your midsection, you know, another thing is, is that activated stress actually can lead to eating disorders. Okay. So that's a whole other thing. Um, a lot of patients that I have been referred to me that have become my clients that have deal with eating disorders. Um, it's very connected to, um, when somebody is not feeling like they are in control of their life, um, they will, it's almost like they can control what they're putting in their mouth or how they, you know, what happens after they put something into their mouth, you know, to eat. So, it's very connected to eating disorders. So if you are struggling with eating disorders, it's really important for you to try to look for the things in your life that might be causing you excess stress and then try to figure out how you can work through them. I highly recommend um, implementing the things I'm going to share with you guys today, but also working with a professional that can help you to be able to understand what your triggers are and help give you some um, tools that you can then implement as well. Okay, menstrual problems huge. Stress has a huge um, part to play. You know, if you're having really horrible periods every single month um, and stress can come in lots of ways, guys, it's not just, uh, it's not just the things that are surrounding us that we're experiencing. It's the foods that we're eating. It's the toxins that we're exposed to. It's the thoughts that are in our heads. You know, it's all of those things has a huge role, um, you know, to play in horrible symptoms that come along with our, um, with menstruation or, you know, any time of our month, it messes with our monthly cycle. Because I've talked about this before, anytime our stress hormones are high, you know, like cortisol, our sex hormones are going to go low. So you can see how if our stress is high, then our sex hormones are, you know, going to tank. And that is a huge, um, you know, red flag is if you are dealing with all of the symptoms like bloating and with headaches and with acne and with, um, cramping. And I mean, so many, but if you're dealing with a lot of that, there's, you have a need to like really manage the stress in your life and it will make the hugest difference ever. Um, the other thing is, is, um, this is becoming more and more common and not every, it's not always something that's going to be detected because we're not always going to the doctor to go and look at this, but it's something that unfortunately is becoming, um, very common and that's cirrhosis of the liver. Okay. So like having, um, it's also called fatty liver disease. It's something that is definitely, I mean, it's kind of becoming an epidemic in a way. It's, I feel like I have been talking to so many people that are realizing that, oh yeah, that's what is going on. And you guys know how much it's, how important it is for our liver to function, you know, optimally. And if our liver is not, then that also is going to set us up for having hormone imbalance because the liver plays a huge part in helping our body to um, metabolize and then to detoxify our used hormones. And so as well as all of the toxins and things that, um, and foods and, you know, every, it has a huge job. And we've talked about a lot 
of the stuff in other podcast episodes, but you get the idea. The other thing too is um, if you notice that you are experiencing signs of premature aging, so gray hair. <laughs> I remember my dad telling me that as soon as I was born, that was when he got his first gray hairs. <laughs> I was a, I guess I was a stressful kid and I, that's probably very much true. I, I definitely gave my parents a run for their money, but, um, but yeah, things like that, um, any kinds of signs of like your skin looking like it's um, aging, whether it's with wrinkles or um, dryness and things like that, that is also something that stress can cause. Okay. So let's, let's talk about how we can stop stress in its tracks because that's why we're here, right? I always want to give you guys actionable steps so that you can put them to work. Okay. Not just tell you all the doom and gloom, right? Um, all right. None of us, I don't care who you are. I don't care how perfect your you know life looks on, on you know, social media or whatever. It does not matter. Every single one of us is dealing with the throes of stress. So the goal isn't to avoid stress altogether, but the goal is to actually manage it in a really healthy way. Okay, so my top five minute stress stopping hacks um, have been so helpful. Um, They have been amazing tools to help tame my fight or flight response um, where it's not truly needed, but as well as cope with um, the occasional hard times that require some serious rearranging and recalibrating. Okay. And this is like an ongoing thing because honestly, I think I get stuff dialed in and then all of a sudden something else gets thrown my way, whether it's illness, whether it's some kind of um, family, you know, drama or whatever. I'm always having to kind of, you know, deal with stress, right? So that's part of this. So we're going to just talk about how implementing just a couple of these little tips I'm going to share with you can actually set you up for future stress management success because that's what it's about is not necessarily avoiding stress, but learning how to manage it. Okay. So my first tip, this one is easy, but it's so funny how many of us like aren't aware of this. And that is our paying attention to our breath. Okay. So I'll say my first tip is to breathe. Um, You may not notice, but when your stress response is activated, what happens is your breathing becomes super shallow and it's shallow during a time when your body actually needs lots of oxygen, right? Tons of oxygen, needs it the most. So a proven way to reduce the anxiety that literally is telling your brain that you're safe is to perform deep breathing exercises. So I don't know where you're at right now, but try this if you can with me, okay? I think you can do this anywhere. You don't have to close your eyes. If you can close your eyes, great. But if you're just driving in the car or whatever, you can still do this. We're going to just do some deep breathing through our nose. Okay. There's a lot that actually scientifically (laughs) happens when we actually inhale and exhale out of our nose rather than our mouth. But it is also a safety signal that our our brain receives when we are able to breathe through our nose. So I'm going to encourage you to close your mouth and you're going to inhale through your nose for five counts. So you're going to go inhale two three, four, five, hold quickly. And then we're going to exhale. One, two, three, four, and five. Now, even just with that one breath, don't you feel so much better? (laughs) You should repeat this though. I always say at least five times if you can. Repeat this though. If you have time and you feel comfortable, you could even extend this breath work, like extend it even up to 10 seconds in and 10 seconds out, but just regulating that breath and really filling those lungs to the very bottom, right? Just get that air in there. That activates your vagus nerve and that is going to 
puts you into a parasympathetic state, um, which is our rest and digest state. Okay, so super important and easy. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in the morning. You can do it in the car. You can do it at your desk. You can do it before you go to bed. But anytime that you think about it, try to do that because even if you're not super stressed out in that moment, you can still actually have benefit from this deep breathing. It can undo some of the negative effects that stress has had on you um, mentally or physically from earlier that day or yesterday or whatever. So doing this deep breathing is almost like kind of scrubbing (laughs) your body of stress. So it's super important and a perfect place to start. Okay. The second one is meditation. And I've talked about this a lot. This is something that I love and swear by. Meditation is just basically a fancy word for focusing. Okay. It's about learning how to focus all of your attention and trying to tune the rest of the world out. Okay. This is a science-based practice that can quickly and easily actually be built into your daily schedule. And what it can do is help combat the toxic effects of stress on your body and your mind. And it's totally free. Now, I know if you are a girl that's listening and you're like, I can't, I'm too ADHD. I can't turn my mind off. I have thoughts a mile a minute. I'm I'm just, meditation is just not for me. Okay. Let me just tell you this. I love this because to me, I'm like, yeah, somebody had said this to me and I was like, yep, that's exactly what I needed to hear because I was like you. (laughs) I thought the same thing. But when somebody told me that the purpose of meditation isn't to stop thinking, it's actually about learning how to just refocus. So if your mind wanders, you recognize that your mind is wandering and then you bring it back into focus. So something that helps me a lot is to have something like a flickering candle or a light that I'm looking at, or a lot of times I'll like to listen to some type of guided meditation. It really helps me. And it doesn't mean that even when I have these things to focus on, that my brain doesn't start thinking about all of the things I need to do that day. But what I'm trying to do is catch that that wandering a little bit faster and bring it back, bring that focus back. Um, somebody had said to me once before that it's you know, trying to think that meditation is about turning your brain off and turning your thoughts off is like trying to tell your heart to stop beating. It's not going to happen. It's just never going to happen. You're always, your heart's going to keep beating, hopefully, right? But it's going to keep beating and your mind is going to continue to have thoughts. It's just, it's more about that focus. So even if you can only fit in five minutes a day and what that could be at your desk too, it could be in the middle of a chaotic day. What it can do is it really helps you restore your sense of peace and it helps to give you a sense of control, which is also a safety signal. Okay, the third um, tip is affirmations. And I know that, you know, those of you that are old enough to remember Saturday Night Live, Jack Handy, was that that guy's name? And he would look at himself in the mirror and he'd be like, you know, I am wonderful and I am, you know, I am great and I am beautiful and I am loved and I am all, you know, these things. And it was kind of a joke, right? But the point is, is that I want to remind you that our words have significant power. Whether we realize it or not, um, the negative things that we are thinking um, and the things that we are saying to and about ourselves can actually perpetuate feelings of inadequacy and insecurity. Um, and if we are having thoughts like that, that is telling our body that we're not safe. Okay. So I, you could be implementing all of the most incredible health habits in the world. You could be eating all of the right things. You could be doing yoga. You could be meditating. You could be drinking all of your water, taking your supplements, whatever. 
if you're still having negative thoughts and those words um, are continually being uh, continually being played over and over in your head, you're actually kind of sabotaging your the the benefits of all of these great healthy habits. I talked a little bit about this a couple episodes back um, about the power of the mind and power of our thoughts. I really encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. I had a special guest. Ashley DeLello, and it is an amazing episode, and she gives a ton of really great um, strategies and tips as well. But it's so important for you to pay attention to maybe the constant and repetitive negative thoughts that could be, you know, running through your head without you even realizing it, and try to replace them with positive affirmations. It might feel like you are Jack Handy. It might feel like it's the most ridiculous thing ever. But I promise you that if you can start doing that, you can actually reprogram your unconscious mind. And by doing so, every time you're telling yourself um, these positive things, it actually will lower your stress levels and it will help to reduce anxiety. So to give you some ideas, because you're like, I don't even know what to say, right? You can start by repeating words that will help at the moment. Things like saying, I am okay. I am safe. I am in control. You know, this feeling is temporary and this situation will pass. All of these are really good things to say to you to give yourself a sense of safety and security. And it definitely has a big effect on our stress levels. Okay. The other one is, this is number four, and that is to add supplements. Okay. You know, I am a pro supplement girl now. I used to not be, I used to think, oh, no, no, we can get all of the the nutrients that we need through the food that we're eating. Oh, no, it's not really going to happen. That's not really reality anymore, right? Um, so it's really important for us to, you know, implement positive habits um, to more healthily manage stress. Um, but one of the biggest things that we can do is just, it's as simple as adding a few heavy hitting supplements to our daily routine. Um, you don't need to take all of the supplements, although, you know, it's a good way to, you know, help give our bodies the the things that we need, the building blocks that we need to um, to support optimal health. But, you know, it's important to understand that there are many heavy hitting supplements. And so I'm going to share what those are. So these are powerful, all natural ingredients, by the way. And um, and they are found in on several of our products at Mixers. Um, but the ones that I want you to really pay attention to are the ones that have been proven to aid in regulating and optimizing our stress response system. So the first one I want to tell you about is Her Power, okay? I know that the name Her Power, we think of it as like, it's going to give us energy. It actually does help with energy, but do you know how it does that? I've talked about it, but maybe you, I don't know if you missed that episode or what, but we try to educate this um, about this as much as possible. The reason it's going to give you that really healthy type of energy is because it's going to help manage your stress response. Um, her power can give you the nutrients that your body needs to um, have better oxygen delivery to all of your cells in your body. Um, it helps to improve your focus and concentration. It helps to um, help improve your memory. So remember that prefrontal cortex. I talked about how stress actually shrinks it. Her power actually nourishes your body and helps to protect that part of her brain. Um, her power also, we try to make it, you know, as easy as possible because, you know, we want you to be able to just grab and go with the supplements. So we try to make health super easy by making our, you know, putting our products into those little stick packs that you can just um, dump in a little water bottle or whatever and enjoy, enjoy getting those nutrients into your body. Um, The also ingredients um, that are, the ingredients that are in her power also are um, really great at 
you know, they're really great to take in moments of panic and unease um, because they can help to instantly relieve symptoms associated with stress and anxiety, right? So it's specially formulated with everything that your brain needs to process and adapt to stress. It's filled with, um, it's filled with amino acids that help to, um, I, well, I like to explain it like this. They're like, these amino acids are like the little key that you have to use to unlock your body's ability to release or to produce and then release, um, your feel good neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. Okay. And those are our feel good, um, hormones is what we often call them, but they're neurotransmitters. But when we have, you know, optimal levels of both of these, that's a time because our body is feeling good. It's not feeling stressed out. So it's really important. We want to make sure that we um, support the production of these neurotransmitters as well. Chronic stress definitely depletes um, our body of critical minerals. Um, So I want to also include, it's important for you to get magnesium low magnesium levels, which by the way, 75% of Americans experience today. So you are that are listening most likely have low magnesium and these low magnesium levels exacerbate stress. Um, they actually create a vicious cycle that affects just about every single, you know, vital function in our body. So we have made sure that her multi, um, has, Um, elemental magnesium, which is the most absorbable form for our bodies. And what it does is it helps to work to modulate our body's stress response system. Since magnesium is responsible for hundreds of processes in the body, this is one supplement that you want to remember to take daily. Um, Not only does magnesium boast an anti-inflammatory properties, they have very, you know, high anti-inflammatory properties, but it also is awesome for combating depression. So important. Um, But it also can support healthy blood sugar levels and it can improve PMS symptoms as well. So again, you know, I talked about how when our stress hormones are high, that our sex hormones go low. Well, if our stress hormones are high, then magnesium gets burned like crazy. Our body goes through that magnesium so fast. So that's why we are all so deficient in it. So super important. Her Multi has very absorbable magnesium. And it's something that if you can remember to take that every day, that can really help to keep those stores where they should be. Okay. Number five is journaling. Okay. This is one too that I feel like I resisted for a long time because I thought I don't have time for that. But it's something that I feel like is really helpful and very beneficial and something that's easy. And it's basically free. I mean, just you don't have to have a fancy journal. You just need something to write on. Okay. So when we increase our toxic load by internalizing the strong emotions that we experience in stressful seasons, there's lots of studies that show that journaling regularly um, which just means, you know, recording details about our thoughts and our feelings. And what this does is it greatly helps to identify and then process complex emotions. And then by doing so, that helps to reduce stress and the anxiety that comes along with it. So if you've never journaled before and you felt a little bit like I did, um, maybe you don't know where to start. Um, this is the biggest tip I have for you is to not overthink it and just start, just start journaling. Think of it more as like a brain dump. 
okay? And something that you'll never have to look back at again. You never have to read it again. You don't need perfect sentences. Your handwriting doesn't need to be all neat. You don't have to have perfect spelling or to tell your whole story because you have to remember, it's just a journal. It's just something that you're just like getting what's on the inside of you out on paper so that it doesn't continue to fester inside and then contribute quite literally actually to disease in the body. It's so effective. I think that when I thought of journaling, I thought I have to tell a story and I have to have, you know, all of the perfect makings of a really good story. And I just, that's what kept me from wanting to do it. And then once I started realizing, listen, I don't even care. I'm going to have run on sentences. It's not going to make sense. Um, nobody's going to know where this these thoughts even came from. I don't care. Nobody's going to ever read this again. It has allowed me to just literally, that's why I call it a brain dump. And it makes all the difference in the world. And I just, I've never gone back and read those journals. If I did, I'd probably laugh because it'd make no sense. Although maybe I would remember kind of what I was thinking at that moment, but that's not the point. I'm not, the whole point of this isn't to go back and and tell the story. Now there are, that's an awesome way to journal too, because that's just, you know, recording your history, which is awesome. But as far as like using it as a tool to help reduce stress, don't worry about it. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Just go with the flow. Get those thoughts, those negative thoughts, those worries, those whatever. Just get it out onto the piece of paper. It's amazing what that can do. It literally is healing. Um, Okay. Journaling leads the way, helping you to quiet the mental chatter. And it actually is really great for setting powerful intentions and also for goals for yourself. But again, it's just to just get things that are in, you know, in the inside get them out. All right. Number six is call a friend. Um, At the core, you know, we all have this innate desire for connection and community. It is something in us, especially as girls. Don't you notice that? Like, it's so important for us. Like, I feel like my husband loves to have a good group of friends, but I feel like it's not as crucial for him to feel like he's got this little support system around him of good friends that he talks to every day. He's fine with just like the few people in his life, you know, that mean a lot to him. But as girls, it's really important. We're always seeking that connection and we're always seeking that community. It's a human trait, but I feel like it's something, especially for us girls, it's um, extra important. Isolation is never the answer. And honestly, isolation can have toxic effects um, and really, really have its effects on us mentally and physically. And, you know, we saw this, we saw this a couple of years ago, you know, when everybody was isolating themselves, we saw the suicide, you know, numbers going up. We saw a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of these things escalated like substantially. So it's so important for us to recognize the importance of connecting. Um, So whether it's your sister or whether it's your neighbor or whether it's just somebody that you meet, maybe even we have a great community, by the way, if you're looking for one called Mixers Girls, if you just go on our website, which is mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S.com, um, you can get on there. It's like its own little private, kind of like a Facebook page, but it's not Facebook. It's just our own little space where I love going. And um, there's lots of places there where you can be like, ask Cody and I'll go on and answer a lot of questions. But what I love actually is seeing how you girls um, are there for each other. You respond to each other's questions. You give each other support. You guys, whenever we have an event, I love that you guys um, connect and you're like, hey, we'll meet in the parking lot and then, you know, we'll go in together or whatever. I I love that. So if you're looking for that connection, 
You can actually find it online. But ideally, if you can find it in person, that's even better because there's a lot to that too. Like just having that physical connection as well is so important. So one of my favorite things to do is to call up my sister. I have the best conversations with her. We laugh our heads off. And we talk about all of the funny things, you know, we reminisce or whatever over the phone about funny trips we've had or funny childhood memories or anything like that. And what I can tell you, and I know you guys believe me because I'm sure you have felt the benefits of this as well, but many times laughter really is the best medicine. In fact, I have a quick story I will share. When I was, oh, teenager, I don't remember how old I was, one of my best friends, funniest guy ever, so funny. That guy could make me laugh like nobody else. And I got this very bad like stomach virus. I was actually put in the ICU because I could not keep anything down. So I had IVs and I was in there for two weeks and I lost like 20 pounds and I didn't have 20 pounds to lose, um, especially, you know, back then. But, and I had a high fever that they always were having a hard time like breaking. And every day, this friend of mine would call and we would just talk for a few minutes. I didn't have a lot of energy to have long conversations and he didn't, he couldn't come and visit me necessarily. But um, every time I would get on the phone, he'd make me laugh. And we could like see the, my temperature going down every time I laughed. And so that was one of those times in my life where I was like, wow, that's so cool. So yes, laughter is actually really amazing medicine and it's important. It's a great way to relieve stress to watch a funny movie. You know, even if you're just by yourself, obviously with somebody else makes it even more powerful medicine, but try to laugh as much as you can. Okay. Number seven is take a walk. Another way to promote the release of endorphins, you know, those feel good neurotransmitters and hormones um, is to go for a walk during a time when you need those feel-good hormones most. So what walking does is it actually provides tons of benefits such as stimulating relaxation. Um, you'll feel an instant improvement in your mood. You're also going to decrease your mortality rate, which you know relieves stress as well uh, because people that walk every day and get it, you know, at least 10,000 steps, although I don't love like counting my steps. I just say, get out, walk, move, you know, um, you're going to live longer if you do that especially if you can walk in nature, okay? Walking in nature is even linked to a lower risk of depression. Um, I've talked about this before, but there's actually a term that the Japanese have given walking outside and they call it forest bathing. So, you know, forest bathing, think about that, picture that in your mind, you're out in nature, you're walking, you're seeing these beautiful things, you're breathing in the fresh air, you know, all of that. It's just like cleansing you of all of the effects of stress. And, you know, all of us can use more time in nature. It's our natural habitat. And many times our lack of nature or, you know, forest bathing, it shows up as stress to our primitive minds and our primitive bodies because, you know, that's where it's at. Um, so get out in nature, really take advantage of moving your body, getting outside, um, just connecting to mother earth, you know, touching, you know, bark and, and moss and dirt and all of those things. So healing and so effective in reducing stress. Okay. The next one, eight is inhale essential, inhale essential oils. There we go. Um, you know, when you think about simple ways to repel the effects of stress, 
it really doesn't get easier than just inhaling <laughs> essential oils. Um, some of my favorite are lavender oil because it spe- um, specifically provides powerful plant-powered protection that can help soothe feelings of anxiety. It also can help with insomnia and depression and restlessness. So I love lavender. I feel like that's one of the most um, calming scents, but I also love like fresh scents like citrus and things like that. Um, I'm going to give you guys a little like home homemade recipe. Okay. You guys can make this at home. Um, this is something that I love to make these two different things. Um, I will make them for myself, but a lot of times I'll make them as gifts and things like that because I love taking self-care. Like I love, I mean, obviously self-care is so important and obviously, you know, doing things to help relieve stress. So great. And you can actually take it up a notch by creating some easy at home things like a bath bomb. Okay. So a bath bomb is something, I mean, a bath in and of itself, so relaxing, so great. I love a good bath. I'm a bath girl. But what you can do to step it up a bit is to add three drops of lavender essential oil and then two drops of frankincense um, essential oil to just one cup of Epsom salt, which is full of magnesium, by the way. And then pour that mixture into a hot running bath, okay? Then get in it and stay in that bath and soak for at least 15 minutes. And what that does is it helps you to absorb the oils um, on your skin, okay? And our skin, I mean, what we put on our skin, it's like it's our body's eating, right? It's, it's just as if we're putting it in our mouth. Our skin is very absorbable. Okay, so another idea, this is something that I've made for a lot of my friends and for my daughter. She's a flight attendant. I want her to have something that she can just take with her on the go. And it's a really great stress relief. Um, What I do is I mix 10 drops of lavender and then I take 10 drops of bergamot or bergamot. I never know how to say that. Um, And what I do is I put that into, you can, okay, I put it into a roller ball. Little, you know what I'm talking about when I say those 10 milliliter roller balls? I get them at my local health food store but you could probably order it online too. So I just open that up and I put those um, essential oil drops in and then I will fill the rest of those containers with a carrier oil, like fractionated coconut oil is my favorite. And then I shake it really good. And then you can use it almost like a perfume. You can put it on your neck, you can put it on your wrists and behind your ears, um, on your chest. You know, if you feel like that chest tightening with anxious thoughts and stuff like that, or you can put it on your hands. Um, if your hands get clammy, you know, before a meeting or whatever, and it's awesome and it's natural and it's medicinal and it's so great at helping to reduce stress. So there you go. I encourage you guys to make some of those, um, these two little remedy things and put them into practice and enjoy. All right. I do have two more tips. I wasn't going to share these, but then I thought, you know what? Honestly, I have to share these with you because I swear they're not five minute hacks, but they have been huge like game players for me in reducing stress. All right. The and we're going to say this is number nine, okay, is contrast therapy. Have you ever heard of that? I feel like it's kind of picking up in popularity right now, um, but it's something that I've been practicing for a couple of years now, and I have been able to really, really reap the benefits of it. So basically what contrast hydrotherapy is, um, it's also known as water therapy or hot cold therapy, if you've ever heard of that. It's such an incredible health tool that you can use to recover from stress and illness and injury or like sore muscles, you know, which is basically microscopic tears. So it is like an injury um, of your muscles, but it's also a really easy practice to do at home. Now I know there's all kinds of like these spas out there and I like actually to go to them because they're super fun. Um, but you can do this at home. Okay. So let me tell you more about it. Contrast hydrotherapy is the practice of using alternating hot 
and then cold water or any kind of thing that could create that type of temperature, okay? So what happens is by doing this, like transitioning from super hot to super cold, what it does is it activates your anti-stress, anti-inflammation, and all of the healing systems in your body. It like turns them on. It revs those things up. Um, so typically hot and cold baths or hot and cold showers are used to um, to have this kind of contrast therapy happen. But you can do it with, um, you know, lots of different things. Like you can do it like with a cold, cold bath. We have in our backyard, we have a stock tank pool. And so we, it's super cold water in there. And so we'll use that. And then we also have a, um, a sauna that will go back and forth between those. Um so when we're alternating hot and cold like water, that's usually the easiest. Have a hot shower, get as hot as you can, hop into a cold um, bath, or you can just stay in the shower and just alternate the temperature of the water to as cold as you can stand it and try to stay in there, you know, with that cold water for at least a minute. And then go from that to as hot as you can stand it, obviously without burning yourself, um, but as hot as you can. And it's just that like your body's... Um, blood vessels are just like opening and contracting and opening and contracting. And it's doing all kinds of good for your body. Um, alternating hot and cold water uses rapid physiological changes in your body. So um, for instance, like I was saying, the hot water, what it does is it causes our, our blood capillaries to expand and then the cold water causes them to contract. So by alternating between these two extremes, you actually stimulate the body's adaptive response, which is important because adaptability both physically and mentally, is the key. And it's actually so crucial. Um, it's a crucial way of living a healthy and vibrant life. And it's being adaptable that helps us to be able to handle stress. Because if stress, which we know, none of us are going to be immune from it, we have we know it's going to come our way. We have to be able to adapt quickly. And the easier it is for our body to adapt, the less effect or negative effect that stress is going to have on, on us. Okay, so contrast water therapy literally forces our system to adapt to shifts in temperature, which then helps our body to learn to adapt to other stresses. And then that helps our body to become, in our minds, to become more resilient. Um, so by teaching ourselves to adapt to a small, like manageable stressors like this type of therapy, it actually trains our body and our mind to handle stress on a larger scale. So key, so important. Okay, and one of the best parts is that this type of therapy stimulates the vagus nerve. And I talked about how the vagus nerve is an integral part of our nervous system. Um, when our vagus nerve is activated, what it does is it switches our body into parasympathetic mode as opposed to sympathetic mode. So parasympathetic, parasympathetic mode is a restful, not stressed healing state as opposed to the sympathetic mode, which is our stress-activated fight-or-flight mode. Okay, so this not only provides physical health benefits, but it also helps reduce feelings of anxiety and depression too. So I recommend implementing this type of therapy, you know, three to five times a week, if not every day. You will hate it when you first begin. It will start out feeling absolutely terrible, but you'll be so you're going to just be so uncomfortable. You're going to, you know, you're going to think, why did I listen to Cody? This is the worst. But then you can call me crazy. What I think is going to happen, because this is what happened to me, is that you will eventually start craving that discomfort. I know that sounds crazy, right? Because it's crazy. But after you do this, you actually feel freaking amazing. You got to trust me. You just got to try it and you got to stay consistent with it. And I guarantee you're going to be in the club. You're going to want to be part of that contrast therapy club. All right. Okay. Last one. 
And this one's a huge one. This approach is not free. I apologize about that, but I cannot not mention it because I think out of all the therapies that I implement regularly, getting in an infrared sauna regularly each week has had probably the biggest impact and best positive effect on my health. So let me talk a little bit about what an infrared sauna is, okay? Infrared sauna therapy is actually really similar to contrast therapy in the way that it also creates a type of stress that then you can learn to adapt to. It's also similar to the type of stress that exercise provides because exercise does cause stress, but it's a good kind of stress, right? So it promotes relaxation in our body, even though it's in a stress state, because what it does is it helps to balance our body's level of cortisol. Remember, our body's primary stress hormone is cortisol. So the heat that's generated by the sauna, what it does is it helps to support our body's detoxification processes, which is so good for our liver, our kidneys, I mean, our our whole body, but it also helps to boost immunity and it can actually help fight off and kill viruses because of the temperature. Viruses do not live in a high temperature state. That's why our bodies give us um, fevers. I know we're like always afraid of having a fever, but that's our body's natural like healing mechanisms um, go, you know, coming about. And so we need to allow our bodies to have that fever in order to have better healing. Don't just instantly want to, you know, shut that symptom down. Obviously, you want to watch the fevers because if it, if the fever does get too high, that can be dangerous. But if you can allow a fever to run its course, it can make a huge difference as far as like how well your body's able to fight off that virus. Okay, so but that's kind of what the um, sauna does well, as well I should say. Um, so what we want is we want to be able to get into that heart. I mean, we want to get into that sauna and we want to try to sustain as warm of a temperature as we possibly can. Now, when I first started using my infrared sauna, I was at about 130 um, degrees, which is hot. It's hot. Now I'm able to go as high as like 170 degrees, which is crazy, but it took me some time to build up to that. So I say start low and go slow when you're doing that. But it's so great for muscle recovery. It's amazing for our heart health. Remember, heart disease is like the number one killer for us girls. So so important there. Um, And it can also help us lose excess weight because of the the detoxification. Boy, I'm having a hard time talking today. But the detoxification um, is huge because um, we store like toxins in our fat cells. Did you know that? So if we can get get rid of our, you know, toxins through sweating, then that allows these fat cells to empty out, okay? Um, it also can help to just relax our muscles and relieve that tension that you know we, we hold in our body. Um, and it helps us to relax and de-stress. And really, I mean, I get the most amazing sleep ever since I've been super consistent with this. Now, I know you girls are gonna ask what I have. Um, I wish I had a code. I have been trying to get a code. So Therisage, if you are listening and you are a fan of the It's Her Time podcast, give me a code because I want to give a discount for, to all of you. But I do feel like it's worth the investment. And as I've looked at other you know, um, infrared saunas that are out there, I feel like this was a really great deal and very affordable and um, a good place for people to start. And you know, obviously there's going to be really you know, amazing saunas that are out there that are way more expensive, but I felt like you get a lot of bang for your buck. And I have the Therisage 360. Um, and what I like about it, actually, I was going to get one of those um, saunas that are kind of the built in your home, you know, the big wooden saunas and a couple people can get in it. That would be awesome. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to have 
<laughs> a room for this and I'm going to have to have the right outlets, you know, for the electricity and all of that. What I love about the Therasage 360 is that it's portable. It's a portable sauna. Now, it looks kind of funny because it has a little hole where your head can come out the top, but you can also get all the way inside of it as well. But now I kind of love that. I love that I can just be in my sauna getting all of the benefits of it and my head can be out so I can like visit with people. I can watch my favorite show. I can, you know, whatever. You can, you know, just just be there with your little floating head and it's it's awesome. It's great. I also do love just going all the way inside and getting the benefit of that as well. But it's also portable so I can take it with me on, you know, if I'm going on a longer trip or whatever so that I can continue with this amazing therapy um, a couple times a week. And you guys, I swear by it. It's, it's something that I absolutely love. And that's why I'm mentioning it. Okay, let's let's wrap this up because I have given you lots of tips and I don't want to stress you out and overwhelm you with too many. Um, we just, let's just sum it up. The effects of chronic stress alone, you know, sometimes can be a reason alone to, you know, just stress. But if you can just implement even one or two of these simple, easy hacks that I've shared, this can equip you, equip you to handle the bad days and then survive the worst days. And it can help you to um, feel more empowered, right? So that you can come out the other side of all of the stress that's coming at you. And a lot of times, you know, you'll have a really great story to tell. <laughs> that's the best part, right? Of having trauma and trial and stress and all of that is a lot of times that's like the source of our funniest stories. Um, yes, stress definitely kills. And I've tried to like make it, you know, clear that stress is, you know, not good. Chronic stress is not something we want to, you know, have stick around. That's why it's important that we take like a daily action to try to combat that chronic stress. But the way we do that is by building a stress management arsenal, okay? And if you can do so with these stress-stopping hacks, what it's going to do is it's really going to position you as a force to be reckoned with, okay? So start practicing these tips today because you really, you never know what tomorrow holds. So the sooner you get started, the better prepared you're going to be and, you know, the harder you will be to kill. (laughs) So, all right. I love sharing all of these, you know, steps with you girls because I want you girls to listen to these episodes and feel like you understand what's going on with your body and then you're like, "Now I know what to do about it." Right? That's that's always my goal. So if you learned something new today, I love hearing about what you think of these different episodes and how it has affected you. Um, I love it. If you can go and share some of your thoughts and feelings on some of these episodes, what you've learned, what you like to learn about, that makes makes such a difference for us in the quality of um, episodes that we are able to provide for you. So you can do so by going and sharing a rating and a review. And that is awesome because then I can go and read that. And I've talked about it before when we have really high ratings and really great reviews. It allows me also to bring on amazing guests, which are so fun to have on because we all want to learn, right? Okay. And now while you're at it, while you're being such great um, sharers, if you can also share this episode with all the stressed out girls in your life that you love and that you care about, and maybe actually you could get together with some of these girls and make a pact with them to do the stress busting stuff together, that would be even better. All right. Okay. Enough said. I hope you guys get it. And I hope you learned a lot. And hopefully you can implement this stuff and let us know how you're doing. So that's it for today. I'm super, super duper looking forward to next week. We are going to talk about um, what the one thing is that every woman should do 
after dinner for happy happy and healthy hormones. And who doesn't want that, right? So be sure to come back next Tuesday. And until then, you girls have the happiest and the healthiest week ever. Love you tons. Bye.